Here we are live. May I present to you the pound for pound undisputed podcast sports talk undisputed champion of the world live and direct. Northern California, the Bay Area, here he is, yours truly, James Vaughn 007. (laughs) Hello, listener and followers. Welcome to episode 14. I am your host, James Von 007, and you are listening to the premier sports talk podcast show. Hey, everybody, what's going on today? Should I say tonight? Gotcha. But anyway, no, how's everybody doing? I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is being safe out there. If you're Outside, if you are inside or if you are inside of your car, if you are inside of your work office, whatever, I hope everything is going well for you. Again, this is Thursday, August the 26th, 2021. Wow. Sports, it keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? Anyhow, I have a lot to uh, talk about tonight. Uh, we have some, well, of course, Major League Baseball. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about the NFL. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for your NFL professional team? Mm, interesting, right? We're going to talk um, some NFL players or player that has come back so far from his injury. I wonder who that is. Go figure, right? Uh, And also, we have some NBA news, of course. Like I said, NBA, uh, it's always a 365-day sport. Uh, You're always going to hear some type of news, some type of drama, whatever you want to call that, but it's true. So we got some NBA to talk about. We also have some uh, WNBA scores um, to... um, tell you listener and followers along with Major League Baseball um, scores as well. National League and American League. Um, talk a little bit of, you know, excuse me, talk a little bit of some um, NCAA college football. Hey, college football. Hey, all right. That's coming back in the fold. And then also uh, some uh, women's tennis. Yes, women's tennis. But let's go to what we came to do and we are going to talk about, hey, the Boston Red Sox. We have some history here. Yeah, we have some history. So are you ready for this history? Anyhow, look, check it out. Boston Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale. He has joined Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax as the only pitcher on record with three Immaculate innings when he struck out the side against the Minnesota Twins. 
on nine pitches Thursday night. Hey, you got to give Chris Sales credit. After all, uh, he is coming back from injury. Actually, this is his third start since Tommy John surgery that sidelined him actually for the entire 2020 season. Um, hey, congratulations. Uh, I've all, you know what? I've always been a, uh, excuse me. I've always been a, a, a fan of Chris Sales back when he was with the White Sox. I thought the San Francisco Giants were going to actually trade for him. Um, this was maybe, maybe I want to say, was it 2013 to set up for 2014? We still won the World Series, but this guy is one of the greatest pitchers of all time, hands down. And, and so when you, um, you know, when you look at, you know, uh, you know, Chris Sale, hey, you got to give the guy credit to come back from Tommy John surgery. Not so many pitchers can even come back from that. So you got to give him credit. But anyhow, um, so when you look at what Sales did uh, tonight, there were two other occasions when he actually was able to pull this off. And so Sales' other Macklin innings came less than a month apart in 2019 when he did it against the Baltimore Orioles on May 8th and the Kansas City Royals on June 5th. He's the first pitcher to throw an immaculate inning at Fenway Park since Pedro Martinez did it back in May of, let's see, May, May 18th of 2002 versus the Mariners. Koufax, however, completed his immaculate innings for the Dodgers between 1962 and 1964. That's pretty impressive. Um, and, and on top of that, today, the Boston Red Sox beat the Minnesota Twins, uh, 12 to 2. So, um, hey, good news if you're a Boston Red Sox fan, right? Wrong because you're still not in first place. So, good news for the record. Oh, of course. I mean, I won't knock that. But when you look at the standings right now, the Boston Red Sox are seven games behind Tampa Bay and only um, three and a half behind uh, the New York Yankees. So they still got a lot of work to do after being in first place in the first half of the season. So now if you look at the wild card, now hold on. The good news in the wild card is they would play the Yankees. They would play the Yankees, it looks like, if, you know, if they played in the wild card, perhaps. Well, actually, no, they would play the Oakland A's, actually. So that's who they would play. So, you know, give or take, you know, they have two games um, of a lead, you know, ahead of the uh, Oakland A's in the American League wild card, but the American League East, the Boston Red Sox are behind, man. They're behind. Hey, 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 they're behind. They are behind. So what are you going to do, Boston Red Sox? Are you going to continue to be behind or do you want to win the division? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting because we have after this week, guess what? September comes. Guess what? The last month of baseball. That's when it gets down to the nitty gritty. And that's when baseball will actually for me right now, baseball is fun, but always in September. Teams are jockeying for positions. Um, the managers and the coaching, or excuse me, well, yeah, the coaching staff, they just want to make sure that their players are going to be healthy, continue to do the right things that got them through the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Boston Red Sox can definitely um, 
you know, if not win, excuse me, if not win um, the uh, American League East, for sure, you know, get into the wild card. So, uh, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, but it's still a long way to go. They could catch up with Tampa Bay, um, but we'll see. We'll see how the Raves, or excuse me, well, yeah, the, well, not the Devil Rays, but the Rays. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they do. And last time I checked in progress, uh, the A's and Yankees were tied at 6-6, six six, and, and that game was played in Oakland. So we'll definitely get back um, to the scores that check up on the Yankees and the A's. And then in other news, um, wow, hey, how does it feel to be a San Francisco Giants fan? Listen, I'm not being biased, so don't go there. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, excuse me, if you are a San Francisco Giants fan, you have to be satisfied with how well they played all season long. As I said before, if you told me at the beginning of the season the Giants would have the best record in all of baseball, you know what I did? I would have walked away from you. That's right. I would have walked away from you. Excuse me. Because it's no way you would have told me that the Giants would have had over 80 wins. Dominating. Dominating the National League West. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I mean that with a passion. I mean that with all my heart. Listen, let's face it. The Giants are for real. Take it how you want to take it, Dodger fans. Take it how you want to take it. San Diego Padre fans, take it how you want to take it to the rest of the NL West. I don't care how you feel. Everyone thought at the beginning of the season, the division was going to come down to who? Give them credit, the world champions, the World Series champions in the LA Dodgers. You fans that are Dodger fans, it doesn't matter where you're from. You could be from LA, you could be from Boston, you could be from New York, you could be from across the world, it doesn't matter. But in your hearts, you really thought that the Dodgers were going to be, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not counting my horseshoes before they walk. <clears throat> Excuse me, no. What I'm saying is, and in horseshoes, you know, you put them on the bottom of the horse's foot. Hey, Indianapolis Colts, how you doing? But anyhow, no, in all hindsight, everyone thought the Dodgers and Padres would be battling for the NL West <clears throat> at this time. <clears throat> guess what? <clears throat> the Giants have made a living hell out of both teams. They got good pitching. They got good hitting. They got good relief pitching. <clears throat> yes. They got good pitch pinch hitting. They have everything that a team can have, whether if it's the National League or the American League. But the bottom line is this. The Giants are for real, and you have to give them credit where credit is due. And I'm not being biased. Of course, I'm a Giants fan, yeah, but I'm very surprised. I've told all you listeners and followers that from day one, ladies and gentlemen. I've told you that I was surprised, and I am very surprised. When you look at the Giants' uh, season, Look, check this out. Two nights in a row. Now, I'm going to be honest with you here. Every time when I thought that an opposing team either took the lead or tied the game, seriously, 
I thought the San Francisco Giants would crumble. Guess what? <clears throat> this isn't last year's team, and it sure in the hell ain't the team the year before last. This is the 2021 San Francisco Giants. And tonight, they showed why they are probably the best team in all of baseball. No disrespect to the White Sox. I praise them. No disrespect to the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay? No disrespect to the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay? No disrespect to the Houston Astros. No disrespect to the Atlanta Braves. Excuse me. The Atlanta Braves. But the bottom line is, look, the Giants, the last two games, they were up 3-2. to two, And they ended up winning the game. They have good relief pitching. Check it out. I'm just telling you, look. <clears throat> I don't care. If it's their closer, McGee or Rodgers, Tyler Rodgers, it doesn't matter. Jake McGee or, or Tyler Rodgers, it doesn't matter. Anyhow, the Giants swept the Mets, and they defeated the Mets 3-2 um, to two tonight. And, and the Giants have taken five out of six games versus the Mets. In the last couple weeks, the Giants are 18 and five in the month of August. A 83 win, or excuse me, they picked up their 83rd win of the season. And the Giants, no matter what happens tonight with the Dodgers and Padres, they will hold a two and a half lead in games over the Dodgers. <sighs> Tomorrow, the San Francisco Giants are at who? The first place Atlanta Braves in the Ameri- or excuse me in the National League East. That'll be interesting. A three-game series. That's going to be fun. But more notes. The last time the Giants were in New York to play the Mets was in 2019. Ace Jaron Garcia earned his fifth win with a record of five and three. Coming in for Alex Woods, who is ten and four. Started the game but gave up two runs. A home run, two B-balls, but he did, however, earn five strikeouts. Tyler Rogers finished the game, earning his 12th save. In the first inning, Chris Bryant homered off of Carlos Carrasco. But the top of the eighth, when it was tied at 2-2, Dan Ruff knocked in a run for the Giants as they took a 3-2 lead. And they went on to win the game 3-2. to two. Guess what? Chris Bryant has had two home runs in his last two games. Now we got some bad news for San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Giants fans, including myself. Brandon Belt is placed on the barrelment list. But, of course, hey, if you're a Giants fan, you know, you knew what happened this week. His grandmother passed away, sadly. So he won't play versus the Atlanta Braves tomorrow. Now, breaking news from a source. Okay, Duran Solano is placed on, well, he's not placed, but but he's going to be out up to 7 to 10 games because he tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, that's interesting. So that's going to hurt them. And, and, 
And, uh, hey, they got the Dodgers coming up soon. So um, what they did do, um, also other news, um, they called up Chadwick Thrump. They recalled him from the AAA Sacramento team because Buster Posey left knee isn't 100%. So these are, 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 are big blows no matter what, win or lose. Still, you know, these players have to be healthy. Remember, I talked about that. Then also infielder uh, Theoro Estrada was also called up too from the AAA of Sacramento. Now, is he going to replace uh, Doran uh, uh, Solano or... Brandon Belt. Well, we'll, you know, we'll find out, right? So it's interesting with this stretch coming up because they have the Braves for three games. And, um, hey, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm just saying. But hold on. Then there's, then there there is uh, wisdom not to be concerned. Now, if you look at one of the hottest giant players, look at Lamont Wade Jr. His season stats. He's batting 248, 17 home runs. Runs batted in 43 on base percentages, uh, you know, uh, 317 slugging percentage is 521 on base slugging percentage is 838. So he's one of the unsung heroes. So he has to be healthy. But thanks to his offseason workouts, um, he's one of the best players that we have on the San Francisco Giants. But what I will say, if you are worried, don't be too worried. But I'm a little concerned because, like I said, I'm not really concerned about them slipping out of the playoff race. No. You know, listen, look, the San Francisco Giants are going to make the playoffs. So I'm no longer worried about that anymore. I can't see them just slipping up like that. Hey, but that's just me. Um, you know, I think they'll be fine. So, you know, we're going to give you, you know, some uh, baseball scores. So the Yankees and uh, A's. The Athletics in Oakland, they are tied. Bottom seven, six to six. The Kansas City Royals, excuse me, leads the Seattle Mariners on the road five to four. Bottom six. Now, the Orioles, they've been on a roll lately. They won a couple in a row versus the Angels. They won uh, today 13 to one. The Red Sox won at Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers. They beat them five to one. The White Sox on the road had a football score versus the Toronto Blue Jays by winning 10 to 7. And the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 8 to 7 on the road. The Pirates overcame the Cardinals by defeating them at home 11 to 7. <clears throat> the Boston Red Sox, of course, as I said earlier in my uh, episode, they defeated the Minnesota Twins 12 to 2 at home. And, and, and of course, the San Francisco Giants, I just highlighted that. The Giants won on the road to sweep uh, the, the New York Mets 3 to 2, followed by the Cleveland Indians at home versus the Texas Rangers with a score of 10 to 6. And uh, the Miami, or yeah, yeah, the Miami Marlins. I was gonna say Florida, right? But no, Miami. They defeated the Nationals at home seven to five, and then of course the Dodgers. Oh, they ended up beating the Padres, so they remained two games and a half uh, behind the Giants, San Francisco Giants. The LA Dodgers won four to zero in a sweep. Like I said, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like San Diego. I mean, they just can't score runs versus the Yankees, or, or excuse me, I mean against the. Uh, L.A. Dodgers, yesterday they had the game won, but they ended up losing the game. So, uh, I mean, you know, San Diego, I mean, they just can't beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers have their number. <clears throat> I will say that. And so when I look at, you know, the standings, you know, with the top two teams, 
American League East, Tampa Bay is 79 and 48. The Yankees are uh, 74 and 52. And then Boston, you know, you know, we'll read the Boston Red Sox again. They're seven games behind Tampa Bay, three and a half uh, behind um, the New York Yankees. They're 73 and 56. When I look at the Central, Chicago is still ahead of Cleveland by nine games with a 74 and 55 record. Cleveland is 63 and, and 62. And if you go to the National League uh, West, um, or excuse me, the American League West, uh, you had the uh, Houston Astros that are 75 and 52, and Oakland is steady playing catch up. <clears throat> excuse me, they are 70 and uh, 57. What? Excuse me, they're trailing by five games. And then you look at the uh, National League East, you have the Atlanta Braves in first place with a 68 and 58 record, followed by the Phillies, who have now caught up with the uh, New York Mets. They have a 63 and 64 record, so they're five and a half. Five and a half games back, below 500 by game. Okay, uh, National League Central, you got the Milwaukee Brewers with 58 wins and 50 losses, followed by the Reds, which are 70 and 59, and they are behind um, the uh, Milwaukee uh, Brewers by eight and a half games. And you, of course, you look at um, you know the National League West. I could read down all three teams. The San Francisco Giants are 83 and 44 with the best record in the baseball. The Dodgers are 81 and 47, two and a half games behind the Giants, as I illustrated to y'all. Okay. Then of course, if you really want to take it there, unfortunately, um, the San Diego Padres are slipping, baby. They are slipping, baby. 68 and 61, 16 games in back of the Giants. And guess what? In their last 10 games, they are two in a, woo, boy, four-game losing streak. Oh, my gosh. It sucks to be a San Diego Padres fan right now, really. And I'm not clowning. I'm just speaking the real. The Dodgers are on a three-game winning streak, 9-1 in their last 10. They're probably the hottest team in baseball. And the Giants have won five in a row, so they're on a five-game winning streak. Last 10 games are 8-2. and two. If you look at Milwaukee, their last um, – 10 games, 7-3, one-game losing streak. The Braves lost two in a row, but still, last 10 games are pretty good, 8-10. and 10, And the Phillies have lost three in a row, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. That is crazy. Then, of course, if you round out uh, the, Nash, the uh, American League uh, uh, West, Houston is 5-5 five five in their last 10 games, a two-game winning streak. The A's have lost four in a row. Their last 10, 2, and 8. That's not going to get it done. Then if you look at the Chicago White Sox in their last 10, they've struggled a little bit from the last time I talked to you guys. Uh, or excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, they are 5-5 five and five with a one-game winning streak. The Cleveland Indians now, they've been rolling. Their last 10 games, they're 7-3 with a two-game winning streak. And then if we go up top to the American League. Excuse me, that was the American League Central, I just said. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now here we are with the American League East. Tampa Bay, or excuse me, we'll go down to the bottom. Boston is five and five in their last ten games with the one game winning streak. And guess who's hot? Guess who's on the roll? Actually, maybe the hottest team of baseball are the New York Yankees. Wow, they've won ten in a row. Or excuse me, they've won eleven in a row. They're ten and zero in their last ten games. Wow, look at that. But I told everybody once the Yankees get those players back, Judge and Stanton. And now they got, um, who is it? They got Coles back, their pitcher, probably their best ace. I said, watch out for the Yankees. Now, if you look at Tampa Bay, they're playing pretty well. Their last 10 games, they're 8-2. and two. Not bad. Four-game winning streak. So, you know, we'll, you know, when we look at these records right now, no one in the American League East has cracked 80. 
Um, but the closest is Tampa Bay. They got 79. They'll get to 80 probably tomorrow or maybe by the weekend. Then, of course, you know, you got the Giants and Dodgers uh, or the first two teams that crack 80. The Giants got 83 wins, and then the Dodgers have 81 uh, 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 wins. So, it, you know what, though? Honestly, I mean, you know, it's a matter of time. You know, it's a matter of time until we see, you know, who are, uh, you know, like the best teams, you know, in the uh, – whole major leagues, you know, we're going to find out. Don't worry, you know, but right now I do like uh, where my San Francisco Giants, you know, like the direction, you, you know, you know, that they're heading in. They just got to stay healthy. So, you know, they got a few injuries and stuff like that, but they got other players that can't step it up, though. And just remember, they got a pretty good farm system, too. So I'm not so I'm not I mean, now I'm not going to lie. And at the beginning of the of the or, or the end of the first half of the season, I kept saying, well, let's see how they come out in the second half. So far, they proved me wrong. And I hope they do. And I'm not going to worry right now. I'm just saying I'm a Giants fan. But hold on. But for all you Giants fans out there, hey, you know, just keep on continuing to support them. I know y'all got y'all fingernails filed and all that stuff, biting them and everything. But uh, we're going to find out and see what's going to happen. We all going to see what's going to happen. Now we're going to go. Um, well, so let me just read some WNBA scores real quick. So we got the uh, Las Vegas Ace. They defeated the Atlanta Dream on the road, 78-71. to 71. WNBA fans include me and, oh, my gosh, the, uh, <laughs> the Connecticut Suns <laughs> beat the L.A. Sparks uh, 76-72. So I believe the L.A. Sparks are on the two-game losing streak after losing, losing to the Mystics, in case you uh, listeners uh, and followers don't know, especially you female uh, uh, followers. Uh, you know, female sports are so important, but uh, but the Dallas Wings did beat the Mystics, uh, Mystics, excuse me, the Dallas Wings beat the Washington Mystics. That's good. That's what they get. Just kidding. Uh, 82-77 on the road. So, uh, you know, so it looks like um, when you look at two teams already have clinched in the playoff spot for the WNBA. So you got the Connecticut's. Uh, uh, so. That are eighteen and uh, excuse me, eighteen and six, and the Las Vegas Ace are eighteen and seven, and your Seattle Storm won that inaugural bowl, uh, cup. They're eighteen and eight. Minnesota, they are fifteen and nine. Mm. Those are the top four teams. The hottest team is the Connect. It's Connecticut. Well, the Connecticut Sun. They're eleven and one, and they're. Or excuse me. No, let's go back. Yeah, their last ten games, they're nine and one. Followed by Vegas, seven and three. Seattle is six and four. But let's go down one. No, Minnesota's the hottest team. Team behind uh, Connecticut. They're eight and two. So they're on a roll. So, uh, hey, hey, guess what? Well, you know, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> now we're gonna get to the NFL. Yep, the NFL. All this quarterback controversy. All this quarterback controversy. I'm going to take it like this here. Excuse me. I'm going to take it like this here, though. Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the, uh, the rookie, the number one overall pick in this year's draft. He, look, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Peyton Manning was the starting quarterback for the Colts back when he was drafted. That's what I see in Trevor Lawrence. I see that potential. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Urban Myers is the head coach. All I'm saying is, <clears throat> is this. He has to go through his ups, his downs, his bumps, excuse me, his bumps and bruises. I'm referring to, to the quarterback of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. So he's going to be fine. The Chicago Bears. I'm hearing reports that Andy Dalton will be named the Chicago Bears starting quarterback over Justin Fields, who was the 10th pick overall in the draft by the Chicago Bears. So my thing is this. I'm not surprised by that. But what could happen during the season, I believe the coach, Nagy, will end up playing Justin Fields. I I can see it, especially if Andy Dalton starts to struggle, which I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to wish bad. Hey, if you're, hey, listen, if you're a Bears fan, you have something to be happy for. Because, I mean, listen, I'm not concerned with what Trubisky did to you guys over the weekend. It's only preseason. It's just preseason. But at the end of the day, either way, I think the Bears will contend for the playoffs. I just think that at the end, this is why they drafted Justin Fields, because not only can he pass, but he can run. You know, he's a versatile quarterback. You know, he's like a Kyle Murray. I mean, he can run, he can throw. So, um, but I can see um, Justin Fields playing maybe. Hold on, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Andy Dalton has a great season. I mean, I'm rooting for both of them, but of course, hey. I'm rooting for Dalton because Justin Fields is only going to get better. By playing behind... A veteran quarterback like Andy Dalton that played all through those years with the Bengals, all those bad years. But one thing he brings to the table is leadership, commitment. He's a good character off the field. Justin Fields can only learn from Andy Dalton. So, you know, so we'll see how it all plays out. Like I said, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you are very happy with what you are going to see in the near future. And for real. And I mean that. I do. But when we look at it, <clears throat> so let's look at it, though. Let's think about this. The Chicago Bears play the Sunday night evening game on NBC. They're at the Rams. That's going to be a good game. I can't wait to see that. I want to see who will be the starting quarterback, but I believe right now it'll be Andy Dalton. If if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you still have to be excited. I am, and I'm not a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm not, but hey, I'm not going to knock, or should I say bash anyone's team. Anyhow, week one can be a profitable game for you Jacksonville Jaguar fans. You're at Houston, the Houston Texans. How's their quarterback situation going? (laughs) Ask them that. So if Watson doesn't play, it's not a guarantee that the Houston Texans are going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Actually, well, I'll wait. I'll wait to let you know how I feel because, again, don't forget, next Monday we're going to have – we're going to have – a college football 
preview. Like I said, no, don't go there. It's not going to be the top 130 teams. No, I'm not. There's no way I'm getting 130 teams in. I would have to say a sentence. Every sentence would have to be about each team. I, I, I don't think I can get that in within 60 minutes. But what I will say is I'm definitely going to talk about uh, the top 25 teams in all of college football. So that would be uh, August 30th. Um, you know, August 30th on a Monday. In case of things change, I'll let you know. But no. So we'll have our college, uh, college football preview show coming up. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, but if we want to go back to the NFL, um, so uh, let's look at <clears throat> the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley is back. He's taken the initiative steps. From recovering from his ACL injury. Well, he participated with the New England Patriots. And the results were positive. Barkley got eight reps against the Patriots defense in a team drill. Four in, seven on sevens. Four in, 11 on 11s. Wearing the red, no contact jersey. What the quarter, excuse me, just like what the quarterbacks do. But anyhow, he caught three passes on three targets and scored a touchdown. So that's a positive direction that Saquon Barkley is going in so I'm excited for him I'm happy he's back um but the real deal will he play in the opener I don't know I'm not gonna say yes or no but guess who they play in the opener on Sunday they're the New York Giants are at home guess who they host the Denver Broncos now let's talk about the Denver Broncos Teddy Bridgewater is uh the starter he is named the starter. I mean, he deserved the win. So, uh, Teddy Bridgewater earned the starting nod over Drew Locke. Are you Denver fans upset or happy? I'm happy because I think Teddy Bridgewater brings a lot to the table. He really does. He was with the Saints when they won, what, five or six games in a row, and then he went to the Carolina Panthers last year, and now he's with um, the Denver Broncos via trade. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Like I said, they're at the New York Giants. Um, so we'll see uh, what happens with that. <clears throat> Definitely, um, you know, we just have to see what's going to happen with um, the New York Giants. But, hey, but I'm excited for the NFL. I'm excited for it to come back in the regular season. So um, that kicks off uh, September the, uh, the 9th on a Thursday. And again, the Dallas Cowboys are going into Tampa Bay to host the Super Bowl champions in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Other, other news with the NFL, Titans, uh, excuse me, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill has tested positive for COVID-19, excuse me, along with eight players and other coaches. Mike Vrabel also tested positive for COVID-19. But Tannehill, Tannehill, who is vaccinated, will miss 10 to, excuse me, 5 to 10 days. Depending on how quick he can uh, produce two negative tests mm, over a 48-hour period, the Titans will host the Arizona Cardinals in week one. Uh, You have to be concerned, but although, hey, 10 days, we'll see. No, they got a couple weeks, so I think they'll be fine. 
But again, that's not gonna be uh, 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 that, that. That's not gonna be easy money when they play the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Murray's coming up in there. Oh, by the way, they got J.J. Watts. Larry Fitzgerald might not be the same great receiver, but they still have him. So I mean, hey, you know, I just hope that things get better with this COVID. But anyhow, we'll see what happens. And of course, uh, <laughs> check this out: the Baltimore Ravens are on a 19-game winning streak in the preseason. Whoever would have thunk it, right? If they had done this in the regular season, a 19-game winning streak, I'm just saying, like, not including the playoffs, but just, you know, let's say, you know, they won 19 games in a row, so 16-3. and They will be the greatest team of all time. (laughs) Are you Baltimore fans happy? You Raven fans? I have nothing bad to say. Hey, I can't talk about you guys. You guys beat us in the Super Bowl. (laughs) But I will say this, though. You would, I mean, listen, the Baltimore Ravens will go down as the only team to win 16 games in a row in the regular season and still not win a Super Bowl. (laughs) So let's look at the math. 19 games. They have a winning streak of 19 games in the preseason. But that doesn't add up to wins and it doesn't add up to winning the division, it doesn't add up to having a home for the advantage throughout the playoffs. So basically, hey, hip hip hooray. The Baltimore Ravens are the best preseason team ever. I said it ever. Come on, Steeler fans, don't get mad. Cleveland Brown fans, don't get upset. Cincinnati Bingo fans, come on. Don't take me there. But listen, no, hey, 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 hold on. I hope that the Cincinnati Bengals do well this year. Them and the Cleveland Browns. Because they're underdogs. Look, everybody everybody knows that it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm giving Cleveland a chance. I, I am. But some other news that I'm tired of hearing is this quarterback controversy in San Francisco. Now the report is Kyle Shanahan says he knows, he has an idea who's going to be the San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Week one at Detroit. Listen, he already knew who's going to be the starting quarterback. Now, he gave the media a loop by saying, I'm not going to answer that. He, look, listen, come on. I'm just saying, Jimmy G is the starting quarterback. That's it. That's all. I'm done with this. I'm not going to talk about this again, probably until what? Until we see a quarterback controversy or if Jimmy Garoppolo happens to get hurt. And I'm knocking on wood. People people are counting on that. The Niner fans here in the Bay Area. Hold on, not all Niner fans. The women love the hell out of them. <laughs> uh, but no, but on a high note for real. No, I just, listen, I just hope the Niners can stay healthy. Nick Bosa hasn't played yet in the preseason games. I would hold him out anyway. I would not play him until the regular season. Hopefully he's ready for the regular season. Listen, if they're healthy, they're going to be fine. By the way, they hosted Detroit, or excuse me, you know, they're on the road with the Detroit Lions. Week one, Sunday, September 12th. And um, the last time, the last time they uh, played on the road in Detroit, They uh, they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. 
I got bad news for you. When they won that Super Bowl, where was it played at? That was Super Bowl 16. When they played who? The Cincinnati Bengals. They won their first Super Bowl in 1981. The San Francisco 49ers did. Super Bowl 16. They won in Detroit and then they came back to Detroit to win the Super Bowl. The only Now, at first I believed it when I first heard about the schedule and all. I said, yo, they're going to get back there. Well, don't be too for certain because guess where the Super Bowls played at this year? And it's not in Detroit. It's not in the state of Michigan. Guess where it's at in case you listeners and followers don't know. By the way, I'm James Vaughn 007 and you are tuning in to the premier sports talk podcast show. I'm the undisputed champ of the world. So to get past all that I just said because I had to hold you up. The Super Bowl is going to be in Los Angeles at the new uh, football stadium. So chances are that they get to the Super Bowl are good. Chances are winning. That's a different story. The AFC division or conference is loaded with Super Bowl potential. It's not just, hold on. So before we go there, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs only. It's not just them. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got the Baltimore Ravens. Hold on, Baltimore. Calm down. Calm down. Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills, who should get a new stadium. That's four teams I just named. Am I leaving anybody out to get to the Super Bowl? If you believe neither of those four teams I just named won't make it to the Super Bowl, then all you have to do do is uh, comment or leave a message. I am on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can always leave a message there. I'm James Vaughn. Without the 007, but I'm still 007 because I'm James Bond 007, the host of my own sports talk podcast show. Now, you can leave a message. Andre, what's up? Andre from the Bay Area. He, hey, he left me a message on, 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 on uh, Facebook. I asked him who his teams were. You know what he told me? He said an order. He said the Warriors, Niners, A's, and Giants. That's who he likes. Hey, I'm not going to knock that. I ain't going to knock that. The San Francisco 49ers won five Super Bowls. It don't mean anything now. I'm just giving you the title list. The Warriors have won four NBA titles. The San Francisco Giants, or excuse me, no, the A's, in order, they won four titles. The Giants have won three titles. So five, four, and four. So five, so, so basically 13, 16 championships in the Bay Area. So, Andre is blessed. Andre is blessed from Facebook. He's blessed because he's seen all those titles. He's lucky to, to root for the A's and Giants at the same time. I don't know. I mean, me, I mean, I just, I mean, it's not my blood to do that. So, I don't, I, I don't understand that. But, hey, I respect how you feel, though. Me, personally, like I said, I'm Lakers, Niners, and Giants, and that's it. Oh, and the Sharks. And then, oh, I can't forget about the L.A. Sparks. The L.A. Sparks. They've won three WMA titles. Yeah, they have. So, so when I, you know, when I think about, you know, like I say, when I think about football, I'm excited, though. I am. So, if you're a Raiders fan, if you are a uh, Seattle Seahawks fan, I know you can't wait for football. I'm talking about regular season football. Oh, but I will say this about the Raiders. Hold on, Raider fans. I haven't forgot. Um, congratulations on your new stadium. But the only thing I'm concerned with 
Sunday. Sunday is coming up, right? Sunday is looming. So this is the last week of the preseason. The Niners host the Raiders. All I'm saying is I just hope, outside of everything else, I hope that there is no fighting. We, you know, we've been seeing all these fights at these NFL games. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's ignorant. Again, you got kids and you have uh, adults that can be the age of our mothers there, probably. All I'm saying is have, have self-respect for yourself. That's it. I'm not getting into the politics or none of that stuff. N- nothing. I'm just saying, come on, cut it out with the fighting. But yeah, Niners and Raiders, it's going to be interesting. Um, again, on the 13th of September, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the 19-game winning streak preseason team, <laughs> they're at Vegas. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. Uh, so the Raiders host uh, the Baltimore Ravens, so the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we'll see what happens. Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders. I hope he does well. In tennis news, uh, females tennis. Serena Williams announced Wednesday that she won't that she won't play in the final year of the Grand Slam. Williams has a torn hamstring that still hasn't fully recovered. Oh, my gosh. I just wonder, you know, well, not even wondering, but I'm just saying that I don't know. 2017 was the last and most recent Grand Slam victory, and that was the 2017 U.S. Open. She hasn't reached she hasn't reached four finals since returning from childbirth. Made the semifinals at the last two hard court majors. Serena Williams have won 23 Grand Slam single titles, a record in wait, a record in professional in the professional era. Only one player in tennis history owns more, which is true. And I've been wondering when is Serena going to pass this this tennis player up? Margaret Court, 24. She has 24 Grand Slams. Williams has won six single championships at the U.S. Open, most recently 2014. So so. So this is what comes in my mind. All that tells me this, what? All of the hard work, all of not whining, but the sounds of Serena Williams, all the grinding on those knees and legs and ankles, her wrist, her weight, it's all starting to catch up to her now. Um, I don't think she'll ever be as dominant as she was. I hope I'm wrong, but come on. She's pushing 40. So it's like, I think the greatness has come to an end probably. I'm not going to rule it out completely. Um, will she ever catch Margaret? I hope so. But right now, if I'm Serena, I I would just take off for the rest of the year. I'm just saying, I'm not telling Serena Williams what to do. I still think she's the greatest woman's tennis player that I've ever seen play. She might be the greatest um, singles, singles woman's professional tennis player of all time. But my thing is this. I'm just saying, I would take off for the rest of the year. And, and if I'm Serena, I would start looking at my conditioning. Because you're older now. And as I say, the older you get, it's harder to get off the weight. 
And she's already, you know, she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just saying that I think that she should consider losing some of that weight. The reason why I say that, because at least if she loses the weight, um, because she wasn't always, I'm just saying women, don't get offended. She wasn't always a thick woman. I know she had thick thighs and all that, but I'm saying, you know, but I'm just saying compared to her weight, I'm just saying, I remember watching her and her sister Venus. Now, where's Venus Williams at? You ain't heard from her being dominant. Just, just her name don't even come up anymore, it seems like. Because first, she was better than Serena Williams. Then, not too long, Serena Williams passed her up and started beating her on a daily basis, even in tournaments. But what I'm saying is, is that, but if she loses the weight, I think that helps her joint muscles and her body and her ankles. And definitely, um, you know, like her hamstring. See if she loses the weight. Guess what? Hold on. What happens? She get she becomes a little bit faster, especially with her movement, her swing, her serves. She'll become faster. So if anyone is related or if anyone is a friend or an associate to Serena Williams, who is listening to my sports podcast show, I would definitely take that into consideration. Boy, we getting there, everybody. Again, this is episode 14. NBA news. Steph, Stephen Curry and Aisha are giving back. Or should I say, Steph Curry is giving back to his college, Davidson. Launching an initiative to support Davidson's female athletes. Unrestricted scholarship endowment for Davidson. Ten women athletic program. So basically, he's going to help scholarship females that are athletes. Stephen Curry and Aisha Curry. Sources. Mm. Interesting. What do I think about that? Curry is doing all the right things. Giving back to a school, a great role model. He's a nice person. I've, listen, I've, hey, I don't need to do research because I have people in the Bay Area. Remember, I'm in the Bay Area. But I've had people that have told me that on several different occasions that Curry really is a nice guy. And so I'm proud of him. I mean, I'm a Laker fan, but hey, give credit to the Warriors. You know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, uh, you know, you know, his family. Um but, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him and his wife and their beloved kids. Um, what else can you say? I mean, that's the way you should take your approach off the court. There's nothing wrong with helping out. And Curry is one of those guys. And so, um, from the bottom of my heart, hey, congratulations. If anyone from your family or, or, or circles listening, hey, congratulations, Stephen Curry. Um, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep up the good work. The Golden State Warriors, uh, they got a pretty good franchise uh, across the bay. Well, you know, my home city, San Francisco. So, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And I can't wait to see you um, open the night, October 19th, when the Golden State Warriors uh, are on the road against my Los Angeles Lakers. I'm excited. Don't worry. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know. Other NBA news. Oh, man, this is a mess. Knicks center 
Orleans Noah is suing NBA agent Rich Paul for alleging indifference, costing him millions. Now, now I understand what's going on, but I'm saying me. <clears throat> if what I'm about to read to y'all, look, check this out. Paul Firm Clutch cost Noah, Noel $58 million. Noah claimed that Paul talked him out of signing a four-year deal worth $7 million. Hold on. Let me stop it right there. If I'm, listen, I'm just saying, if that's my agent or not, I'm signing that contract. Because when you look at his numbers, uh, well, I don't know, eight points, five rebounds a game, a couple blocks, I'm just saying. At that time, he was a free agent. Oh, man. This is back in 2017. So this is before... Uh, you know, he signed with uh, the uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But I'm just looking at this. Four years, 70 million. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, there's no way I'm passing it up. Even if he said, just wait. And he paid the price by waiting. It kind of reminds me of what Dennis Schroeder did. But except, at least with Dennis Schroeder, the Lakers offered him that. And he didn't tell his uh, 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 agent that he wasn't going to sign because of that reason. He wanted more money. And his agent didn't tell him, oh, we don't sign it probably. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, his agent probably agreed with him. But the bottom line is, what I'm saying is, but in this, but in this aspect, you had control over this. Noah, you had control over this. Well, no, I'm sorry. But you should have signed that contract. $70 million for four years instead... Instead, you decided to listen to Clutch, the firmer Clutch, firm Clutch, Rich Paul. And instead, he talked you into signing a $4.2 million qualifying offer. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense at all. I wouldn't have did that. So after the 2017-18 season, Noel campaign was married. Why? Because he got injured. He had an injured thumb. So, therefore, he couldn't even get the money. That's why he should have just took the $70 million and just shut it up and, and, and just went his way. But instead, now, guess what happened? Paul began to lose interest in Noah as a client. So, you don't know if there was friction or not. I'm pretty sure there were. Noah probably got upset. I mean, no telling, but I'm not going to spread rumors. So, anyhow, Noah, as a free agent, when free agency began, he didn't receive any offers or deals. Nothing was presented to him on the first day of free agency back in 2018. That's why in that particular point, I'm just saying me, I would have signed. Because, see, now that's another thing. So, <clears throat> Noah can get mad. But then again, but you know what? But then you was the one that signed it. You didn't have to sign it. He just told you to sign it. You'll get more money. <clears throat> but although you didn't, so you listen to him, that's all, I mean, but I get it. That's what NBA agents, I mean, I, I mean, I get that part. So I'm not going to call you stupid or, it. no, no, it's not about that. I'm just saying if it was me, especially if my gut would have told me to sign, then that's what I would have did. I mean, bottom line, I mean, I just would have signed and I just would have left it at that. Forget all that. No, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm serious. I mean, I would have just signed. I would have signed the contract and said, forget you. Because that, I mean... Man, hey, I don't know. He would have been making, he would have been situated properly if he had done that. So, I don't know. Uh, there's rumors that DeAndre Jordan, the center from the Brooklyn Nets, might not be a net by the time uh, training camp comes. 
I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be crazy because after all, he signed with the Brooklyn Nets because of his relationship with Kevin Garnett, one of the top two players in the NBA. I mean, but after all, he didn't play in the playoffs a lot. He didn't even really even play. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but he'll find a home. So, I mean, I wouldn't be heartbroken behind that. He'll find a home, you know. You never know. It could be the L.A. Lakers. Could be the Golden State Warriors. It could even be the Denver Nuggets. So I think DeAndre Jordan's window, the way I see it, is perfect. Either way. Because the team is going to need him. And they can use him. The New York Knicks. You know, the Atlanta Hawks. You never know. The Charlotte Hornets, you never know. But at this point in his career, DeAndre Jordan, I know he wants to win the championship. So I'm thinking Lakers could be even the Milwaukee Bucks. You never know. But I'm just giving you an example of a title contending team. Um, Oh, by the way, the Pac-12 doesn't want to align and create this big power uh, conference. Um, regardless, the NCAA college football thing to me is turning into a disaster. Um, I will definitely talk more about, for real, college football Monday, because again, I'm having my preview show. Um, all college football, um, of course, if I have to, you know, we'll have more time, you know, I can always, uh, add more time to it to, you know, give out, um, baseball scores, course the preseason of NFL WNBA things like that don't worry I know I haven't talked soccer but I will talk soccer I will give it to you for sure if I do no no I will next Thursday from now so along with the NFL I will give you a couple of soccer uh, scores but don't forget the second September the second September Dallas Cowboys are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but no, in all hindsight, um, I had fun this episode. I hope you fans and, or excuse me, you, uh, well, we have fans, but no, but you listener followers liked this show. Um, again, no, I'm very happy. Um, I want to thank Spotify and Anchor for giving me this voice. I want to thank you listener followers that support me. Please continue to support me. Again, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram. So please, you know, show me some love. Check out my two interviews that I did in terms of uh, sports talk interviews, sports talk interviews. Yeah. So got a minute left, but Hey, I just want to thank everybody. Be safe. Continue to wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Um, no, be safe. Um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the last week of preseason, uh, excuse me, football, pro football. And actually, uh, college football will be coming back next week. Too, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so we got more NFL. The WNBA is closing, closing down, not closing down. I mean, I mean their season. I mean, it's coming to an end, is what I'm saying. Baseball next month too, for sure. The NFL is going to start. College football is going to start. Uh, NBA camps, uh, NHL camps. But hey, I just want to thank everybody again for tuning in to episode 14 of the James Vaughn 
007 show. And I want to say I am out and peace.